Hey, what time is it? It's brush hour. Welcome to the brush hour, the podcast I have named after my friend Tim's brush-like hair. Today's podcast is brought to you by Moondog Design, graphic design, data-driven content, marketing materials, big agency delivery, small agency care and costs that will get your tail wagging. Check out moondog-designs.com or search Moondog Designs on Instagram. Moondog are working on a logo for our podcast and we can't recommend them highly enough. I'm here today with my brush head friend himself. Hello, Tim. Hi there. And our German friend, Lewis. Hello, Lewis. All right, mate. How are you doing this week, guys? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Top content. <laughs> You're keeping well, Lewis. I've got a painful knee. Earlier, I was trying to stand up from my desk, um, and on the way into the other room, I hit my head. Full force against uh, one of the middle legs. Kneecap. I'm sorry, we're talking about kneecap directly into the corner of a metal leg. It was it was so painful. It's it's blue blue and bloody now. It's Let's just get this straight. You bumped your head and now your knee hurts. No no no, my neck and my knee. I, I bumped my knee. Oh, yeah. from <laughs> <some> Lego. No, I said it's a head. No, it was my kneecap. <laughs> we'll find out on the recording whether I said a head or a kneecap. I think I said kneecap. You said a head. Okay, well. You, uh, so I'm so in pain. I'm pain. <laughs> this reminds me of the time when you uh, we were arguing about um, <laughs> bathroom tiles and conducting heat. Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you accidentally described them as conducting electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was getting really enraged because you didn't believe me. Yeah, but no, but what happened was, Lewis, we were laughing at you, but you mistook that for us not understanding. So you just kept explaining it to us over and over again. Maybe, so maybe I'll just explain what I was again. talking about because it's, it's actually quite an interesting fact. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when you go into the bathroom at night and the floor might feel really cold or you touch a piece of metal and, the, you know, it feels really cold. But like, obviously, it's all sitting in the same like ambient temperature. So it's the same temperature, actually, as, as anything else. It's only that that material that you stand on, like tiles or in this case, like a metal from a knife is a lot better at conducting heat. And so not electricity, but heat. And so when you stand on it, more heat leaves your body and goes into the tiles, which is why it feels cold. Um, but yeah, I said it conducting electricity, which was a little bit uh, it was stupid, funny. I suppose. Anyway, let's move on. A little bit silly. It's not your first language. We'll, we'll forgive you. Mm. So uh, tell us a story. Tell us a story, Tim. What's happened to you this week that's been funny? Tim? <laughs> Well, we've lost him, Lewis. <laughs> uh, right, I'll go first. It. Yeah, if you could tell your story, Lewis. Yeah, I have a, I have a story which was, um, it was quite enjoyable. So on Saturday we went to the Sunday we went to the beach, and uh, we were playing this game. Actually, we ended up playing it for about four hours. It was crazy. We played like two hours, uh, two two rounds. Each one lasts about two hours, and basically what the game is like. 
um, there's a one moderator, right? And um, they go around and they basically like host the game. They tell everyone what their roles are. Um, and everybody's like a different role in the scenario. So in our case, it was, there was like, the first one was like, there was a car accident. And so I was like the witness to the car accident. Someone else was the car and someone else was like the guy who died on the road and stuff like that, right? One person though is like an intruder and he has no idea what's going on in the scene. And so then everyone goes around asking each other yes or no questions. And the point is like, you got to try and figure out who the, the interpreter or the intruder is. Um, and as the other people, you're trying to figure wow. out who, who it is. And as the intruder, you're trying to just like, you know, blend in and make it to the end. So the first game was quite fun. It was about two hours. Everybody suspected me um, as being the intruder because I got really <laughs> excited at some of the mistakes other people made and was like, I was, uh, um, uh, yeah, just uh, accusing everybody else of being, an, uh, of being the um, intruder. So then in the second game, I was made to be the intruder. And keep in mind, we were like maybe 13 or 14 people all playing. And Will, Tim, if you know me, you know, you can imagine what it was like for me because you're sitting there. You have no idea what's going on. It's so exciting because you're just there. You have this special role in this game of like 14 people. And so right from the beginning, I just kept having to smile and like almost laugh to myself. So I just kept looking down, like pretending, you know, I was like thinking about something, but actually just like cracking up to myself. It was super intense game. Um, and you got to try and figure out what people are talking about. And in the end, I made it to the end and people didn't suspect me. Or well, some people suspected me, but they couldn't get to a final decision, everyone. So it means I won, which is good fun. But the funny bit was basically just how intense it was. Just knowing that, uh, you know, everybody's... Well, not knowing what everyone's talking about and trying to be, trying to, yeah, push your way through. Mm. Not that good well, a story much. this week, but it was quite enjoyable, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> not sure I'm entirely clear on the rules of the game there, but never mind. Uh, Tim, are you back yet, Tim? No, Tim's still not here. So. Well, I had an interesting story. I found out today that uh, somebody I work with used to do um, police lineups. That's interesting, right? What does that mean? So you know, like when they when someone there's like a suspect for a crime, and they have like um, offenders, or like they have like they have the the person they've arrested in a lineup, right? So then there's like five people, one one person they think did it, and then the victim has to point out mm. from the lineup. Someone on, on my team at work used to used to do that. No way. One of the, yeah, and apparently they the 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 lawyers come in. There's like two rounds of it, and the lawyers come in and they'll uh, pick out. They basically want to pick people who look the most like the the, uh, the suspect. Mm-hmm. So the lawyers actually get to choose who's in the lineup to make it more <laughs> difficult for the victim, which no, I didn't no, know, no. and I thought that was quite interesting. I gotta be honest, I didn't actually think that happened in real life. I thought that was like a movie thing, or maybe that happened yeah. back in the day, but that, that's still happening. That's crazy. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I guess we'll leave out names. You can tell me after. Yeah, anonymity. Good one. What about um? You you encountered any anonymous uncles this week, Lewis? Um, I've forgotten what that means. Is that when someone listeners is... listeners to last week's podcast will know that an anonymous uncle is somebody who's anonymously quietly uh, critical of something i believe was the definition so like basically a hater ah so if anybody did want to be a hater we've got a twitter account now 
Lewis, what's our what's our Twitter handle? You can find us under twitter.com slash I think it's more of an, it's an more of an <laughs> app thing. I think probably a probably it's, app yeah, so just search you can find us on uh, brush uh, our pod. So what's like, the podcast, app? Brush what's our the handle? <laughs> at brush our head. Um, what? That's it. Brush our head. At brush, brush, brush our, brush our head. Brush what our actually pods. is it? <laughs> what actually is it? Three words: brush our pod. All together. At, at brush our pod. Indeed. And what's our email address in case the listeners want to get in touch? They might have yeah, suggestions have for Tim's Any feedback or yeah, you want to suggest something for Tim to come up with? Um. Our email address is brush. I'm sorry, I forgot all these. Brush dot hour dot podcast at gmail dot com. Brush our podcast. That's so snappy. Oh, there we he's go. He's back. back. Yeah, I've had to unplug my headset. Sorry, guys, I lost you there. Lewis, we I do talk. have a question about your story, if I may, which I would have loved to have asked at the time, but I couldn't. You said. Well, Tim, you know, if, if you know me, and then went on to say <laughs> nothing at all that would have been specific to us knowing you. Yeah. So, I that. Well, what I was trying to say that is... got at least two friends. No, what I was going to say is that um, I get quite excited about things, and having been the special role was quite exciting. Yeah. And I, I also think you're like the only human I've ever met to show emotion based on stimulus. I've actually got yeah. honestly no idea what your special role was in the game, but but well, please don't explain it any further. Let's <laughs> let's go on. To, let's go on to Tim's story. Tim, tell us about well, our week. Well, my week has been all right, but um, I did do a, a, I did mow the lawn finally in a thunderstorm, as it goes, because I was effectively... say again. Not ideal conditions. Not ideal, no. But I mean, that's that's. I'm not going to tell a lengthy story for the sake of it because that was about it. I, I mowed the lawn and there was a thunderstorm. Those two <laughs> things happened at the same time. Not got any better stories about neighbours knocking on your door, anything like that? Well, Will, <laughs> since you were there. Well, yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had a few drinks with a few people this week. Um, yeah, it's been all right. Nice. Hey, it's that time of the week. It's time for Tim's Joke Corner. So the way this works is we give Tim 30 seconds to come up with a joke about a randomly selected topic and then a week to come up with another joke. So uh, last week's topic was... Tim, what was last week's topic? Last week's topic was radiators. Radiators. Which, so you come up with a... It's, it's slim pickings big time on that one, but I, I think you'll I think you'll be impressed with what I've come up with. Well, you came up with a pretty good joke, I remember, off the cuff last week. Did you not? Or is that... Yeah. No, you've had a week. That was Bannisters. You've had yeah. a week to come up with a joke about radiators. So we're going to hear your joke about radiators. And then Lewis and I are going to think of another topic. And you're going to have 30 seconds to come up with a joke about a new topic. Let's make it a but minute. But let's hear the... All right. Let's... You can have a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's really make that one full you, minute. You, you drive a hard bargain. So, I mean, um, yeah. Tim. You've had one week. Lay it on us. Give us a radiator joke that's going to warm our hearts. Okay. This is going to warm your hearts. Strap in for this one. Did you uh, did you hear what the cannibalistic heater did to his wife? 
I'm a fradiator. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think you're at, mm. wallowing that. I mean, I will say this. I think I struck gold with that with that Lannister Bannister joke. No, one. That was, think, this one was better. Uh, yeah, but you don't watch Game of Thrones, Lewis, so you, yeah. you obviously I mean I, I think And it's also be, it's, it's I don't call it a banister. So when you change it to that, it's like completely ruined the joke for me as well. Yeah. Well, sorry. I mean, you idea? you came up with the topic. Yeah, I said handrail. You so, said banister. Okay. Well, if you think I if you think I can you know I can do better than that in future weeks, then great. Because I was going to say it was a uh, beginner's luck kind of deal, but <laughs> no. I mean, all right then. Well, let's see what you've got. Let's let's let's. Well, Lewis, can you come up with a joke about banisters? No, radiators. Radiators. Mm. Well, what now? Yeah, you know, it's just you seem like you're you're quite critical. Yeah, in fact, I'm gonna rather than make him do it right now because I think it's a bit he's a bit too green for that. Yeah, um, this is Tim's joke on. I'm actually gonna roll Lewis into this uh, into next week's one. I, whatever topic I've you got one with, you've got, got one. Oh, all right then. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> why was the radiator shaking all about? Don't know, mate. Because it was dancing to the heat. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> make oh, any dear. sense? It's like that's yeah, the it's dancing to the beat. That's the hokey dancing pokey, the, isn't it? Like, like dancing to the beat is like a phrase, and this is yep. heat because it's a radiator. Yeah, we understood that part, but but shaking it all about—that's like from the hokey pokey. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a little disjointed, pal. Well, I think I think. I would like to suggest that, in fact, I'm not suggesting. I'm challenging. This is this is it's a head-to-head next week because Will's Will's going to come up with the joke for next week, the topic rather, and then we are going to independently come up with our own jokes, and then it's going to be up to Will and potentially up to the listeners as well, which joke wins. And if you impress me, Lewis, if if you impress all of us, then perhaps this could be rolled into the feature going forward, and there can be a little bit like of a heated competition. And that is not like a pun on radiators, although. You know, I've said it now, so let's go with it. Challenge sure week we next can... week. Don't forget to yeah. tune in, listeners, because it's going to be a hot one. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter and um, tell us which joke you prefer. I'm sure we can we can find space for a little a little Lewis in Tim's joke corner, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm nothing of not benevolent. We'll put a little pillow down for him. He can curl yeah. up. All right, come on, let's do hemorrhoid pillow. <laughs> Tim, um, time for Tim's joke corner. Today, well, I mean. It's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, it's just me, isn't it, for this one? Okay. Yeah. Give me a minute, though. Give me a minute. A minute, easy. Um, Will, I would like to give him something a little bit more relatable and something that on the surface is quite easy. But the difficulty in that also might be that it's harder to come up with one that hasn't already been created. Therefore, we should uh, yeah, try and think of something that a lot of jokes are about. Can you think of anything? Well, uh, what about like a knock knock joke? I was just Ooh. thinking knock knock joke as well. Interesting. So is is that is that the topic? Do, is it just a knock knock joke at random, or is it is it? Um, well, let's say it's knock knock. That's the topic. You do with that as you please. Mm. That's yeah. pretty broad. I mean, I've come up with knock knock jokes before, so I will promise you now that I'll try not to use one of those. You've come up with knock knock jokes before. How many yeah. have you come up with before? Uh. Don't know, really. I mean, I'll give you when he's bored of one that I came up with. So, uh, knock knock. 
Alright, well... Oh, yeah. No? <laughs> who's there? Who's there? Come on, I know you, know you don't know what a banister is, Lewis, but I'm sure, I'm sure people knock on your door when you're in Germany. Okay, yeah, who's there? Again. Oh, can we... No, I mean, we can't, <laughs> we can't just jump back in. Alright, let's... let's, let's Alright, knock, knock. Who's there? Olivia. Olivia who? No, I live here. Get out my house. Uh, did you come up with that? again. Yeah, <laughs> could you not tell? And that was with thirty years of experience behind me. I've got, I've got, I've got like a minute to come up with the next one. Hey, tell your joke about um, the a, a lion doing a marathon. Ah, yes. Now then, you have uh, you're onto something here. Now then, this is one of the earliest jokes I came up with, and it is, in my opinion, a cast iron classic. So, here we go. Did you uh, hear about the the winner of the last London Marathon? They gave him a gold cup with a, a picture of a lion's anus on it. It was a catastrophe. <laughs> mm. I mean, I think it's it's more elaborate than funny. It's probably too elaborate. Well, I like it. Lewis didn't. No. Uh, but then I had a good joke this week. Shake it all about, doesn't he? What do you call a man with a rubber toe? <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I thought the body of the joke kind of led into it a bit more subtly rather than just saying the same, the last two words again. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Good one, Will. Thank you, Lewis. Did you Tim's come up obviously with it, not or... operating. No, I didn't, unfortunately, but Tim's clearly not operating on our level of humour. But back to the feature, which is about Tim's level of humour, Tim's joke corner. So, Tim. You've got one minute. Oh, You've so got to come have, up with a, yeah. a joke about knock knock, oh, or just involving okay. knock knock. And your time starts now. I guess he's already had quite a bit of time, hasn't he? We're being very generous with the time here, Lewis. It better be good then. Mm. I can't imagine Tim not being able to come up with a joke. That that wouldn't happen, would it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever experienced that. Tim's always the Not funniest. Be... Yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. To our listeners, we often say that Tim is actually the funniest person that we've ever known. Well, ever known. Ever known. <laughs> Isn't that what we say? It's what you say <laughs> repeatedly. Tim, I would be focusing on your... Yeah, I, yeah. Yes. Well, Go on, you got 20 seconds. I've got one. All right. All right. It's, it's woeful. It's woefully poor. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> oh. I'm looking forward to it already. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who? Who, who? Didn't know you were an owl. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No. Uh, no? <laughs> You no. don't get no. You can't. You can't just dismiss it. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I, I I, given the criteria, I came up with. I came up with something. Yeah, but the I, kind of a point of a knock knock joke is that you answer with something normal, like Steve, right? And then you don't know what's coming, and then there's a surprise. If I say who, <laughs> I know you're gonna say who who. Like it was pretty. Like it was, you know, like it was. The joke was in the first line. All right. Well, give it. me an example of that format that you've just laid out because I think you're really think looking it... at a narrow subset of knock knock jokes, Lewis. Um, can't remember any. 
<laughs> well, that's, oh, that dude. brings us neatly to the end of the... Well, actually, no, it doesn't bring us to the end um, of the section, does it? Because, you, you, Will, you need to come up with a, um, a topic for us to... In fact, why not Why not make it a knock-knock? Yeah. Why, why not make it a knock-knock-off? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. let's take another topic. No, no, no. Oh, oh, you've picked yourself oh, up. You've talked bit, yourself up about craven. the knock-knock jokes. Craven, yeah. are we? It's a knock-knock-knock-knock-off. Yeah. And you have one week to come up with a superior knock-knock joke, Lewis. Now, I'm not gonna, I don't I'm, trust I'm not... that, Google's, that Google is not going to Lewis it. No, that Lewis is not going to Google it. No. So, no, come on. He, he's gonna... not going to undermine the integrity of Tim's joke corner, is he? Exactly. The point, the point being, we are going to Google your joke after you, you tell us, Lewis. And if it comes up with any it. results, you are you are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but now it means I have to come up with a joke and ensure that nobody else has thought of it in the past. Yeah, so, that's true. Just well, how about I'll let you know. I'll let you know. It's fine. Just be it's trustworthy. Fine. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Leave me. Yeah. He's not knocking you there, Lewis. He just doesn't oh, trust you. He's knock knocking. <laughs> Tim's got an interesting word. Tim, tell us an interesting word beginning with B. That was a damn good segue. I'm really, I was really into that. I'm extremely yeah. impressed. Right, I've got several interesting words beginning with B. Now, one th- one thing that I am going to run with on this. Last week, you remember my bunch of A words. Uh, I ended with a, a phobia, a bibliophobia, to be precise, which was, Ooh, as you'll can remember, just, can you remember what can that we was? Just remind, can we remind the listeners of uh, a nomen uncle as well? We can, and we will. So that's, there you go, listeners. Plural, apparently. Hey, listen, we've got, th- we've had 39 listeners on our podcast. 39 listens, but I admire... Well, mm, actually, the app we use... Maybe it's not entirely accurate because on one screen it says listeners and on the other screen it says listens. Yeah. So do you yeah. think well, do you think anyone would have listened to it more than once? Wait. Well, actually, it says total plays thirty nine, estimated audience nineteen. Yeah, well, so nearly everyone's almost everything to, to play for. Everyone's yeah. that. That's why it's cool. Yeah. That's, average, I mean, that's that means someone's probably listened to it like six times. Whoever you are. Yeah. Well, respect. on average. Out of the audience, big shout out. The audience share. Big shout out. Big shout out to our India, our one yep. listener in India. Yeah, I know who that is. I think I do as well. Isn't that your mate? Yeah, it's my mate. It's it's a big yeah. Mr. Sampat. Big up. The one I who I pretended I was Ooh. with that one time for some unknown reason. No, you're thinking of Kaushal. Am I? Yeah. Well, never mind. Anyway, yeah. Tim's got an interesting word. Yeah, so a bibliophobia was last week's phobia. Now I didn't didn't deliberately choose a phobia. I just chose it because it was, as you say, well, an interesting word. However, for each letter, I'm going to end each week with a with a phobia beginning with that letter because there are loads out there that are quite interesting, and it'd be fun to see you guess what they are. But anyway, onto the words, onto the meat. So my first word for you this week is balambangjang. Balam bang jang. Now that is all one word. There is no punctuation. It's uninterrupted. So any I've idea that word. at all? I would be extremely. I'd be amazed if you knew what it was. I'm just going to go right in with the definition. So a balam bang jang is any fictitious or fantastic place where a story that seems too good to be true might be supposed to have taken place is a balam bang jang. So basically. Loch Ness? 
the example, uh, sort of, if the lock itself was was kind of mythical. So, in fact, no, you're right, I think, yeah. So, well, it says, I'll, I'll read on. It says, the name first appeared in the, in the language in 19th century nautical slang in reference to the Straits of Balambangjang, a fictitious <laughs> sea strait in Southeast Asia, based on the real-life seas off uh, Balambangan Island near Borneo. And the sailors alleged that that was uh, this this strait. The straits were so narrow, and the rocks on each side so crowded with trees inhabited by monkeys that the ship's yards cannot be squared on account of the monkeys' tails getting jammed into and choking up the brace blocks. So there's <laughs> uh, there's an excuse for why you're late for work. But, hey, the, oh, yeah. you might think those monkeys. You might you might call them anonymuncles. You might, but you wouldn't because they're not. <laughs> I mean, let's not throw a non-uncle around too much. It's gonna, it's gonna be, we're gonna desensitize ourselves to it a bit. Let's leave that to our online following. Yeah, let's move on to the second word. So, I would like you to have a guess at what this is, if you, if you please, or like a serious guess, because this word is blouserbella. Blouserbella. I can spell that for you, which is B L O W S A B. E L L A Blouserbella. Hmm. It's a it's a it's a it's a type of girl. It is. Okay. Can you be more specific? Is it a girl who wears a lot of blouses? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you lost me. <laughs> You're the strong start. No, no, no. A loud girl, it's... maybe. Nope. Although it's you... a girl who maybe is not nice to other people. Sort of. I mean, you're she getting talks a lot of secrets of other people. Ah, an untrustworthy girl. No, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, it's in 17th century slang. There's a lot of 17th century gold that I'm finding. Anyway, uh, in 17th century slang, a blouse or blouserbella was a slatternly, untidily attired woman, or more specifically, a woman whose hair is dishevelled and hanging about her face. <laughs> dishevelled hair. Yeah. Well, so a scruffy little blouserbella. But is that a word that you still you could use that today? It's in a modern dictionary. Well, yeah. I mean, if you googled it, if you googled the word, you'd probably just find it on lists of funny words that nobody ever uses. But ironically, that means it is still in use. So mm. here's a good one. Well, the, I like the definition of this one. Broticole. Now, I might be getting the pronunciation wrong, but I'm assuming it's this. Broticole, which is B-R-O-T-I-C-O-L-E. You won't know what this is. A broticole is uh, any kind of creature that likes to live alongside humans or around uh, houses and buildings. So, you, like your mice and your rats, your domestic animals, your um, spiders, your insects. They're all broticoles. They kind of live in harmony with us. They, they kind of utilize what we provide in order to thrive. So I think your cat will is familiar with broticoles, is it not? Well, he does. He, he likes a broticole. He likes to end them left and right. Yeah, yeah, right. Or, or half end them. This next one, barbula, B-A-R-B-U-L-A. I think that's something where if you said something barbula, it would be like something. No, it's barbed. not barbular. It's barbula. Yeah, right? so it's right. It doesn't end with an R. Yeah, I is right. It's it's it barbula. It's a noun. I can understand your logic. Um, but it doesn't end with L-A-R. It just ends with L-A. Lewis, uh, did you know that from the way the word ended? Well, I assumed from the way the word ended. Yeah. 
I think you're probably better at English. Well, this speaking is speaking English. I'd like, to, I'd like to just point this out, actually. We've had this discussion before, Lewis, where I personally believe that a lot of people who speak English as a second language, actually, because they are learning it properly as a language rather than just doing vague sort of English lessons, they actually mm. end up speaking it more accurately than a lot of native speakers because they've learned it properly and learned the rules or yeah i think there's a a subset right so in my case it's very specific because i started i mean i learned it late like not from birth but i learned it from around like 10 years old or something like that so i did have to go to school and learn it in a school setting teacher but i also had most of my life speaking english so if someone just learns it when they're an adult obviously even though they're taking it from a teacher the english is not going to be as good but I think this is a very specific scenario. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Your English is shit, mate. I, yeah, because I mean, I've been <laughs> consistently impressed with your grasp of the English language. Because if you think about it, when in England, if we go to an English lesson, there's not not an awful lot of it actually revolves around the study of the language itself. I, I don't think a lot of it is. Well, that's why you have English language in English literature, well, my friend. Yeah, but the language. I, I mean, I've studied English language, and it's it's it, it's it kind of it goes into some quite strong detail but i think sometimes it'd be better if we took a step back and learn the basics again because a lot of people <laughs> i thought you had a media degree well, yeah what do you want the teacher to talk about like the abcs <laughs> or what sometimes yeah the basics right so i think the reason why is because when you're learning your language like when you learned english you were like what like i don't know probably like three years old or something like three four years old whatever you like the whole time mate yeah but i mean like well, i mean you're like adi now is about like two years old three years old three years old and she's learning to talk now right so at that age you can't give them like proper lessons because it's like a bit interested. earlier than that. you gotta like yeah. learn it through yeah. just learning it whereas if you're new yeah you can actually like focus on the rules and shit so, well yeah that's kind of what i was meaning like i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway barbula yeah <laughs> barbula, barbula. Is, oh, is it, can I just is it uh, just three t- three guesses? Yeah, is it related to alcohol? No, is it related uh, to no? But it might come in contact with alcohol. Is it related Ooh. to hair? Yes. Beards. How on earth did you? I'm impressed. Nice. A barbula <laughs> is a, a small tuft of hair just below the lower lip. Nice. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. When you said three guesses, I thought you were going to be off base like hard I mean well I mean it was me who said beard yeah who said hair like yeah that's impressive as well will but I'm more impressed yeah but hair that gets in contact with alcohol obviously I was gonna say beard now Lewis was talking about animals the animal (laughs) why are you you trying to bring him down this podcast is a friendly yeah come on in the last (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway you've got a decent chance of guessing this one the blubbered Blubbered. Bit blubbered. So it's B E B L U B B E R E D. Oh. Bit blubbered. Bit blubbered. I mean, it sounds like drunk, no? Is it something? Is like... it when you. A fair guess. No, I think, it's... I think it's if you cover yourself in like uh, <laughs> gloves to make no. yourself nice and warm. I was going to say, it's obviously not cover yourself in blubber. Why the hell would I think that? <laughs> <laughs> like clothed. What's that? Clothed. Clothed. No, it's not. It, no, it, it's, I'll, I'll give um, you I, I think I know. It's um, when you're not in a, a clear state of mind or when you're not able to talk properly or something like that. Say that again. When you're not in a clear state of mind for some reason, 
or like maybe emotionally or whatever you had shock or something like that or when you're not able to speak properly or something in that direction you're actually kind of close yeah definitely i guess maybe if you'd maybe bumped your knee and therefore your head hurt (laughs) (laughs) oh dear no i mean I, i you've really impressed me with this week between you the blubbered is when you are disfigured from weeping so I'm guessing you know when ah. when people talk about ugly crying, that would be running, you know. So that's interesting. Now the final word I had this week is is our phobia of the week. So this one is brontophobia. Brontophobia. B R O N T O phobia. Hmm. There's a dinosaur called Brontosaurus, right? Yeah, and I'd like to talk about that afterwards because I can see how it's related. However, don't dwell too much on that. One thing I will give you is that this particular fear is actually what? It's not an uncommon one, really. I was thinking wrong bronchitis. Yeah, because like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Nice. No, I'd imagine that'd be more bronchophobia. Oh, sorry, Tim. A fear of shitting yourself when you sneeze. No, no, it's not. Imagine if that was right. Imagine if. That was right. <laughs> yeah, that would... uh, is it anything? It's something related to a bodily function. Uh, no, oh. no. Did you give up? Um, you give up. Yeah, give up mm. hard. Brontophobia, yeah. fear of thunder and lightning. Actually, quite relevant. I don't know about you guys. I've had thunderstorms the last few days. Yeah, I'm really scared of it. Once, let me tell you a. Are let you me really tell you a tale. Well, not terrified, but like once I had this situation where I sometimes, as you guys maybe know, I sometimes have the old night terrors. And uh, one time, uh, one time I woke up, I was having a bad dream and I went to the toilet. Uh, Or maybe the thunder had woken me up and I was like, I was like half, half asleep. And then the lightning struck and I was in the bathroom and it was all white tiles. And I didn't know there was a thunderstorm happening. So I was just in the bathroom and then suddenly... (laughs) Basically, the entire world turned white <laughs> with lightning, and I just absolutely shat myself, sprinted down the corridor, and like dived face first into my bed. But I like cracked my knee on the wall <laughs> as I went in. <laughs> yeah. I was like rolling around screaming because I was scared, and also my knee was hurting. That's an excellent story. That is, yeah. that is just. Wait, wait. Can you tell the? Content. Can you tell the story about when you? What was it with the with the licking of the? Like something was, you know. Oh, one time I woke up and got out of bed and opened the window and stuck my arm out of the window. And my wife was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "It's fine. Go back to sleep. A horse has been sick on my arm. I'm just cleaning it off." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dreams are funny, man. I like a good dream. Uh, uh, (laughs) Right. Before we move on from this little interlude. Uh, well, I say interlude from this feature. I'd like to just brontophobia. You mentioned um, brontosaurus. A couple of points about that, Lewis. First one is that the brontosaurus actually it was never actually called that. It's a fake name. I don't know where, why it, it's, it's it's actually an apatosaurus, if I remember rightly. Might be wrong. Might Google that for next week to confirm that. But yeah. Uh, but point number two is the word dinosaur. I believe translates to thunder lizard. So I guess the fact that it's related, like the Brontosaurus, and then Dinosaurus Thunder, I'd imagine that's why it's wrapped into the whole Thunder and Lightning thing. I mean, you'd probably think that that's the kind of thing I would have Googled before I brought it to the table in this podcast. Yeah. But, you know, good prep. Lesson learned there. Why? Because you're saying the same guys 
who named dinosaurs dinosaurs also or then that same generation whatever then named this dinosaur the fact that he has a fear of lightning because dino means lightning or thunder. Like, <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, that's, I can't imagine how you could have misconstrued that anymore. Can you say it again? Yeah, this dinosaur, he hates thunder. Sam. Exactly, so what's the link between bronco, bronco whatever? Latin, the... I think it's the Latin, the language behind it. So yeah. I think brontosaurus would translate to something... Like I'd imagine, I'd imagine because it, I'd, I'd imagine if I had to guess that the reason why it's a fake dinosaur name is because it's it translates to something like dinosaur thunder lizard or something stupid because the word dinosaur translates to thunder lizard. Okay, so if brontosaurus is derived from that, the bronto and, and the bronto is related to thunder as well. I'd imagine, you know, in fact, yes, yeah, okay, probably one for Google because if if the listeners are like me. They won't understand. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move like on. You. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so listeners from last week's pod, all uh, estimated audience 19 of you, will remember the dramatic reading probably brought a, a few tears. Not a, dr- not, a, not a dry eye in the house. We did the Robert Verus reading. So this is the story of the boy who, is he a robot? Is he a boy? He ends up in prison he looks in the mirror, he's a boy, he looks in the mirror again, he's a robot, he ends up escaping from prison. A comic. And uh, we laughed, we cried. Oh, we laughed. Oh, we and, cried. Uh, it was one of the great things about the Robert Verus comic um, is really the, the open ending, which, as I said, sort of uh, was done deliberately with a sequel in mind, should Hollywood come sniffing. Yep. So I've been having some thoughts about the Robert Verus sequel. Uh, you got you guys want to hear? Please. Uh, yes, go ahead. All right. Well, so I was thinking, Robert Verus is he uh, is he a human? Is he a robot? If if he's a robot, he's obviously an ideal candidate. If 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 we need to save the world, because as a robot, as he's proven, when he's in robot form, he can he can do things that your your average small boy couldn't. For example, breaking <laughs> through a prison wall. Uh, yeah, so he's also got serious limitations, like not being able to go upstairs. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be too. It, I, I feel like if 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 it like Superman, isn't it? He's too powerful. He's too powerful. Yeah. So his weakness is he can't go up any any stairs or any. Well, it wouldn't any be rocks. good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rocks. It's a pretty big weakness. Yeah, mm, well, actually, have to climb rocks. <laughs> yeah. Small ones. I mean. <laughs> Not <laughs> oh, oh no! Every comic, they, there's some. They find some reason to like litter his path with small rocks. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Like, <laughs> while they're running away, they just drop a bunch of rocks. He's like, ah, my only weakness, yeah. rocks. <laughs> you know what? We're laughing, but you've actually just poked something of a hole in my <laughs> sequel. Um, but we'll we'll get onto that. Yeah. So my idea for for a sequel was um, so Robert Verus has escaped prison. He's on the run. Uh, and it starts out, you know, maybe he's in America, he's like got a cowboy hat on, but he's a robot, but he's just blending in and people people maybe think he's a robot or some people maybe think he's uh, a small boy. Okay. Maybe for some people he appears differently. Right. Anyway, he's on the run from the law. Maybe there's a car chase, he's wheeling down the road, eventually he gets caught. and uh, But then just about the same time, there's an asteroid heading to Earth that's going to destroy Earth. And basically... <laughs> The scientists have a look, and the only way that they think that they can fix it, 
fix it, save Earth, is by um, someone has to go to the asteroid and um, like plant a bomb to blow it up before it gets to Earth. Okay. And really, who's who is better? Who's a better candidate than the boy who you know he's got the mind of a boy? But <laughs> he can do what a robot can do. Um, I mean, one candidate does leap to mind. Maybe Go on. Bruce Willis. <laughs> no, that's kind of his. Whole I already shtick, see so many it? holes of this, but are we? Are you still going? Or can we? Yeah. Start, so uh... basically, so basically, what would happen was they would they would recruit him to fly to the asteroid on a spaceship, um, <laughs> and there would be like a female, um, uh, like space crew, <laughs> just be him and and one other woman, right? And like to start with, he's like really cold and and heartless from his experiences with with Hugh in episode one, but basically he like falls for the girl, okay. Um, and the ins and outs of it, I'm I'm not sure how we'd get there, but essentially it would end with um him planting the bomb and he's supposed to plant the bomb and then get back to the spaceship and they'll take off but for some reason he can't so he he sacrifices himself uh because he falls in love with this with this woman he sends her back to the spaceship she flies off and he blows up with the asteroid okay. and i was thinking um with like that aerosmith song i don't want to miss a thing that could be playing <laughs> as he stares up at the spaceship as it yeah. flies away and i thought it would be really quite an intelligent story because it's really about um humanity isn't it and 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 you know can a robot be a human and and also it's just a, it's just a, i guess it's an it's, it's an examination of, of what makes us human should we consider a robot to be human or in the, you know if we're considering a robot to be human what about a computer and i always think so you know what about like video game characters what if video games get to the point where a character in a video game actually believes that he's real but then when you turn off your playstation like it's just like turning his life off he's not technically alive but if he thinks he's real and he can feel he believes he can feel pain Anyway, that's the kind of thing that that it's uh, that it's making a comment about. But okay. basically, he's 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 a robot slash human who sacrifices himself to save humanity. Um, yeah, that was basically that's basically the 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 overall story. Okay. okay. One thing, Lewis, you did mention the boulders problem, which I laughed at, but then I did think, hmm, how did he get into the spaceship? It surely ramps. is going to, but this is going to have to be ramps. Yes, yeah. that's, 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 no, that's no problem. Yeah, you can get ramps everywhere. Yeah. Probably going to struggle a bit with the terrain because he is flying towards it's quite a large boulder in itself, isn't he? The other thing, yeah, we, on the were, asteroid. we were literally just talking one minute ago about how his biggest weaknesses are rocks, and as luck would have it, he has to go in order to save the world to onto a, giant a rock. large, oh. large rock. Well, a large, large, large rock. Stick that on the back of the. Stick that on the back of the the case. I'll, uh, <laughs> he faces yeah. the biggest fear: a large, large rock. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I, uh, I, I like your idea. I would just say that uh, with that ending, you're closing your off, yourself off to a uh, possibility of a trilogy. Well, yeah. So what I you mean, could do yeah. is that at the very end, the last scene, is that you see it zooms over and there's something in space. And it zooms in, and it's Robert Veris, but oh, his eyes it? are closed. Is that what it is? Like he hasn't blown so he's up. Like, he's floating through space. He's floating through space, but his eyes are closed. And then the last scene is like a little bit of movement in his eyelids, 
and then the listener thinks mm. or the viewer will think like is he alive and if he is how can he get back to you know planet earth and then yeah, the third I mean, one you just started with him just being on planet earth again <laughs> again lewis you do seem to you start well then you kind of phone it in as, as you go along that, that seems like a recurring theme what about if, if when when he's like he's holding the bomb and it blows up he's in um he's in robot form like the entire movie and then just as the spaceship is taking off and the, the woman he's fallen in love with looks back at him he looks at her and she looks at him and when she's looking at him he at that split second he turns back into the boy but that's a bit awkward for her. Yeah. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She, love, oh, yeah. she love him. No. I was going to well, say, if she, well, if she does, then, I mean, she's either in love with an android or a, a very real, very human, very underage young man. So it's kind of losing, no, isn't it? I suppose it could be a few years later, couldn't it? After he escapes prison, well, like maybe he's on the run. Maybe no, no, she... no, no. She's only been introduced to him, hasn't she, in episode two? So maybe after episode one, when he escapes the prison, maybe he like works on an oil rig or yeah. something for ten years. <laughs> yeah, and then he just he's flying through space, and then in the next episode, he just appears on an oil rig from his <laughs> no, 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 no. I think um, he... he could he could have like a kind of a mother son relationship with her because maybe because I was going to ask you one of the questions is why do they send up a little boy onto the um, onto the spaceship mm-hmm. right so well, they obviously just... think that it's a robot right yeah yeah so, but then he gets on the ship and she sees him for what you he really is which is a little boy and so she is there like feeling really protective of him and thinking that it's wrong that they sent him up there i'm like alien and then that's why you know at the end it's kind of like a mother and uh son kind of uh, love that's i i like that yeah, and I... I, you know, you. Sorry, Tim. I've just got to say this yeah, though, because yeah. I'm really feeling inspired here. Is what if the reason they send him to space is because it turns out his mother happens to be Earth's foremost astrophysicist, and she has, you know, she's never forgiven him for uh, <laughs> for what he did. But not in the bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is big. So, big so she, yeah, so she signs him up. She's like, my son can do it. He's half a robot. So, <laughs> so, so she's like her punishment. She, she's so angry at him for what he's done that she sends him to space. But then on the journey, maybe she finally sees him for the human that he is, you know. And then that's interesting. That, that, that's added drama for the, to the robot audience that he is. And then that's why she's like, I forgive you because I just realized now that you're a robot. I mean, I would ask. No you clean your room. Does she? How is he? How is he half rope? Like, did she like bang like a photocopier or something? Like, <laughs> how has this come? How has this come to be? Like, well, who's is he? Well, a actually, robot? no. If she bangs a photocopier, the babies will just be a picture of a boy on some paper. Um, but I have a question. Well, actually, no, not a question. More of a general musing. The oil rig idea is interesting because what you've got to think about if it's if. Let's say he is at least half robot, so there is some robot in him. Well, I think the thing is, sometimes he's a robot and sometimes he's a bot. Well, but my point there is, if any part of him is robot, then working on an oil rig is a bit macabre, isn't it? Like Because it's his lifeblood. It's like working in some giant factory that harvests blood. That's so true. Yeah. That is so true. So what? Yeah, because oil would be his equivalent of blood, wouldn't it? If he's a robot. Nah... No. No? What, you, no. You don't think robots have oil? What yeah, possible yeah, problem could have you have oil, with this? But that's not like blood. 
Okay then. Because blood is like what? basically part of our part of what we are, right? It's part of it's part of us. The oil is there like, just like to help him move. You're talking about maybe like say <laughs> like you know like an iron ore mine or something like that. Like if you saw that, you'd be like, <laughs> oh damn, you know my forefathers. Yeah, that's more his flesh. <laughs> I don't know, but, man. I, I, <laughs> uh, I you know what, you, you you have given me an idea though. Perhaps the space scene all that space adventure perhaps actually this is going to make more sense all the space adventure happens that's episode three that's the third in the trilogy the second one he works on an oil rig perhaps his dad works there and his dad sometimes is a robot and is also sometimes a human that's going to get and a bit confusing this is a character study like you can't have it just ha- randomly happening to his dad as well like, kind of <laughs> no, no, superficializes yeah. it a bit <laughs> well no no so the really clever bit about that is it to, it's only to Robert Verus that sometimes he appears as a robot oh, okay. and sometimes as a human. Redeemed to everybody else, that. including the audience, he's only... Yeah, this will be good. To the audience, he's a man, but Robert <laughs> Verus interacts with him as though he's a robot. And then also he could be called Roberto with his... <laughs> he's got a rubber <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got nine more of them as well. Um, I have to so, ask, are we talking specifically about the, the film adaptation here? I mean, in terms of comics, I mean, it's pretty ballsy to almost irreversibly kill off your main character in issue two. No, 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 he's not going to be killed off in issue two. So what's going to happen in issue two is he's going to go and live on the, well, work on the oil rig okay. um, and blend in. And then uh, what's going to happen is <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. Is the robot slash small boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just crack on with life. Yep. And then what's going to happen is this is so good. I can't believe I've just come up with this now. What's going to happen is one of his co-workers is going to be um, like there's going to be a kerfuffle, and one of his co-workers recognizes him. He sees him as the robot suddenly, and then so he reports him to the police. So then, <laughs> for what? <laughs> What's his crime? Right. For the murder. In oh, uh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, all linked together. So, so then he's going to call the police. So then, it's it's been like a rom com up to this point. Robert Verus, you know, blah blah blah, loves his dad. Um, but then, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> such a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> loves his dad. <laughs> loves his dad. Oh, maybe there's a couple. Of, there's a there's a girl on the oil rig who he, who he's maybe fallen for. Yeah, etc. Then who owns this oil rig? This is I question their hiring policy. But anyway, please carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so then what happens is he there's an accident on the oil rig, and the guy who's dobbed him in is like trapped and surrounded by fire now robert verus rescues him so what's happening is the police are coming and he sees the guy who's who who who's dobbed him in and the girl let's say the girl's there as well who he's in love with and he sees the police are coming for him right and he has the chance to escape or he has the chance to save them so what we're doing is introducing this humanity versus uh versus i don't know what it's versus robot humanity. fleeing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then basically what he's going to do is save the guy who betrayed him and his girl but the girl is going to die so then and then he gets arrested so all he's managed to achieve by getting himself arrested is also he's arrested and he saved 
the guy, the man who betrayed him. But what Harsh, man. what they've done is shown that he can basically scooch through. We'll get a little funny little sound effect for his wheel, like. I don't know if that's gonna land, <laughs> given the con- yeah. context of the scene. That's like that scene in The Dark Knight where he's he's trying to choose who to save, and then he turns out the Joker's rigged it up the other way around. That'd be like if like, it's a lot if, like that. If Batman tripped over in the middle of that scene, it was <laughs> farted. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So basically, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna save them, and but but he's gonna perform some incredible feats that show oh, him big time to have this, which then makes sense when he's got arrested. That then makes sense why they would then call him up for this dangerous space mission because he can do things that the average human can't, and you know they need a they can't they can't rely on a computer to to do, to no, just mad, get rid of this. You would not rely on no, a computer to, to, to blow up the meteor. You, you would, you could, yeah. Let's rely on let's rely on a, a computer that may also be an eight year old to man an oil rig. But... <laughs> I mean, I do have a question uh, actually. Talking of incredible feats, just as just as, as a quick aside, can he swim? What happens if he falls in into the sea? Like, does his robot side let him down? Does he short circuit? Does he sink? Does he? Or does his human nah, side? He's, he's waterproof. He's is it, is it where? Anyway. Could it be perhaps that the whatever which what the situation calls for, it's that's how he manifests himself. Or yeah, I guess that, he'd just be a boy at that, too, at that, at that is point. That too superhero-y, maybe because this is a character study after all. But why not both? Why not both? I ask. Mm. That's what I, ask. I think. It should be filmed in like a mockumentary style. <laughs> no, I think we, uh, the genres are <laughs> really starting to blur now with sound <laughs> effects, of course. <laughs> I've yeah. got, I've got uh, one comment, and then I want to give a little story that relates to something you just said. Um, so my comment is, when you start the third episode, and they set him up, they know at this point that he's a robot. They would not send an eight-year-old kid. Well, they they think he's a robot. They think he's a robot, right? So they see him as a robot. But so maybe then, the viewer the viewer might see him as an eight-year-old. No, this is like 18, to, 18. Why is they still trying to arrest him? He's not a boy, he's a robot. Yeah. Because he chopped off Hugh's legs and then escaped from prison. Yeah, but they know that he's a robot. They could just. They would put him in prison anyway, a robot? Well, maybe robot prison. Yeah, I guess. The only one there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about They're not just going to let this killer robot roam loose, are they? Yeah, why? Right. How, how could you possibly advocate that, Lewis? I will, I will <laughs> accept it. However, I just wanted to go into something else real quick. Um, you were just talking about oil rigs. And you were talking about you know falling into the water. So where the hell, Tim? You you you'll like this a lot. This week I've discovered that I have a phobia. Huh? Um, hey, Anna. <laughs> a phobia that I didn't know that I had. What, which what I, I really mean, it might uh, be overstating it a little bit. Uh, it might not be a full-on phobia, but it's kind of something's there. I've expected big called... things. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've, uh, you or the listeners or whatever have heard of this before, um, but I have found it on Reddit and I've kind of been looking through the things and I'm kind of really creeped out by it. It is called thalassophobia. Can you spell that? Spell that for us? Sure. Um, oh, Luis has got a word. T h a l a s s o phobia. I'll be honest. I feel like I've heard this before. But I have no idea what it would. Thal- oh, he's, he's the opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, a man who's scared of a thousand asses. <laughs> I mean, that seems pretty sensible, if you ask me. Mm. A thousand <laughs> asses coming at you. 
maybe he they all belong to one man. What is yeah. uh no, I don't I don't know how to help you without giving it away. You're gonna have to tell us at some point. Right. So it's like <laughs> it's phobias of lassos. Like the lasso phobia. What No, that's you... that was a that was a bad joke. To say, are you a, are you a um, wild horse yeah, out was... in like the wild west? Yeah. So um thalassophobia is the fear of being in large bodies of water. Fear of the vast emptiness of the sea or sea waves, and fear of distance from land. Okay. Ah, now that that I like that. Yeah, well, have a look. Have a look. I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can. Um, I can send you guys some. Uh, you really get off on that, don't you? Some some gifts or something after the after the show, and maybe we can come back to this topic next week. And we That's interesting. On our Twitter, because I think we should you look at you look at one or two of these, and it's like, it's okay. You know, some of them are quite cool. And then there was this one video that I watched like a couple of days ago. It was insane. It was like this air, air, aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean, like in the middle of the ocean, you know, big choppy waves and everything like that. This huge thing. And the sailors and stuff that were on there, all the, all the like staff, all the military, whatever that works on there, they were all like in their um, swimsuit and they jumped off the side. I mean, it's like a whatever, it's not that much. I guess it was like a 20 or 30 meter, no, tw- uh, 15, 20 meter jump. So it was high, <laughs> yeah, but it was like... It's a piss, pal. But the point is they landed in the water and then they were just, you know, the camera kind of went up and it was just like the open ocean with these huge waves. I'm just, I'm getting creeped out just by thinking about it. Like Huge, you know you want, yeah. And then they had like this kind of one. rope ladder um, to get back up. Don't you find that thought quite uh, intense? It is. Now, I'll, I'll, I can relate to that because... Um, I there's a game on the Wii called Endless Ocean, which is basically a diving sim. It's like nothing; you're never in any actual danger at all. You're just swimming around, looking at various underwater creatures and logging them and stuff. It's kind of like just an educational slash relaxing game. But there were certain sections where I was in like massive open spaces of ocean where I couldn't really see up or down or anything, and you kind of get that feeling in your chest, like it's. I can relate to that. It's it's sort of a primal thing, I think. I think it'd be a lot more common than you'd think. Because, I mean, everyone yeah. likes the water. Like, going to swimming pools is dead fun. I mean, I can't swim very well, but it's still a laugh, isn't it? To, like, splash around and stuff. But if in, that's a completely different kettle of fish. Like, the ocean is so vast and yeah. dangerous. I but think. it's not even... Yeah. Like, there's, for example, there's another post on there about the, the, the spot. I can't remember the name of it now. But it's basically, like, the spot that is furthest away from any piece of land. Okay, so if you go, yeah, whatever, go on a map and like find the spot that's just in the middle of all the land. I guess it's in the Pacific Ocean somewhere in the middle there. Um, and that point, it's it's so bare because obviously, like you know, like life needs kind of land to thrive. Or also at the bottom of the sea, there's there's uh, life, but it's very very deep at this point, right? So because it's so deep and because there's no land nearby, there's actually not even any plankton. And so because of that, there's basically no food chain at all. So there's basically nothing that lives in there. Like they know there's like basically like zero animals that live anywhere in that radius. And still going into there, I would be freaking out because it's just like, you know, there's nothing in there, but it's just like the vastness of it and and the power, I guess, of it and and the unknown, you know, like looking down, you can't see anything and you just know that it goes down so much. And I guess maybe part of it as well is the fact that we're used to gravity. You know, and in water yeah. you're floating. 
Yeah, because it's like it's not it's not just it's it's kind of like a lot of fears rolled in one because you've got you've got your fear of drowning, like the fear of being in danger because it's water. It's like are you going to be able to get out before you run out of puff and drown? Coupled with the dark, like because it's deep and you can't see it's anything, dark, and yeah. then the fear <laughs> of the unknown, like what creatures are lurking about. So it really is. I think as far oh, as fears go, looks like we lost pretty him. Common and pretty sensible. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back now. Where does that? Where did you lose me? Yeah, no, no, no. We got everything in the end. Um, yeah, quite a quite a scary thing actually. So thalassophobia, listener, you've probably got it. Have a look. Yeah, to an extent. Will, are you still with us? I'm with you. Don't you worry about me. Great. Any thoughts on that? You want to weigh in? Or... No, I'm not really bothered about the sea, to be honest. <laughs> well, here we go. He's, he will put a Starbucks there in that little spot. <laughs> All or right. So, no, I'm, phobias, I'm scared of spiders. I've not really thought about the sea ever being that scary. I Although suppose once, it's... Once, once on holiday, I tried to swim after a fish. And uh, <laughs> my, I swam quite far out and my mum weren't happy. How old were you? Like year. 19. <laughs> it was my 22nd birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd actually... Have we got... Uh, we got time I in this little Tim, interlude? we're running out of time. So, can, I, um, can I lay a fun fact on you real quick? Let's close out with a fun fact for our listeners. How I about that? This is, I think this is quite a fun fact. Now, I read this a couple of weeks ago. And it's just it's just sort of a, it's not necessarily that extreme, but it does it does kind of show you how far we've come with technology and how far we could yet go. Um, you could fit every Nintendo sixty four game that was released, every single one, on one Nintendo Switch game card. That's yeah. pretty cool, right? There were three hundred eighty eight N sixty four games released, which doesn't seem like that many. And the the cart the N sixty four cartridges could carry sixty four megabytes each. So oh, I thought you meant even physically, if... like balancing. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, and, a, and a Switch game card could do roughly twenty four gigabytes. So I mean, if you assume that every N sixty four game was pushing the limits and using the full sixty four megabytes, they'd still all fit on one Switch game. So if, on one Switch card. So if you could get the rights for every single game, imagine that every single N sixty four game on one. Little tiny little card. Do you know um, something a... that's even even more crazy than that? Uh, you know SD cards. Yeah, yeah. The ones they use in cameras, and they have the micro SD version as well. The ones which are like tiny, which are like fingernail or your. Yeah, there's one in my phone. Fingernails. Yeah, they do one terabyte ones of those now. One terabyte. Yeah, mine. Mine so... is uh, the one in my phone is 512, I think 512 yeah. gigabytes. It's insane. Um, but yeah, but apparently. I'm actually quite surprised. I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but um, the PS5 and the Xbox, the next Xbox, using discs because I was under the impression that you could actually, we've got to the point where you can actually fit more data on a cartridge than a disc. Is that is that still right? Do we is that? No, I. Uh... I'm I guess that's sure. probably one of my. I don't know, but it might be. But anyway, the the problem is the reading speed. The problem isn't disk space because anyway, the, the 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 data isn't read off the CD drive anyway. It's only used like for installation and then for verification, right? 
but like guys, now guys, especially it's, it's with the uh, ssds and so it's so fast that it's going to be way faster with whatever mediums on there but tapes are going to be much lower discs anyway this is getting boring wrap us <laughs> up will well we really we really dug into some data talk there well that was the brush hour Let's thanks again forget. to moondog designs for your uh, data-driven content and marketing materials Big agency delivery, small agency care and costs that will get your tail wagging. Check out Moondog Designs on Instagram. That boy will do you a hell of a logo. This has been the Brush Hour. Good night. Good Good night. night. Sound effects. <laughs> yeah, she gets a WD forty. Okay, focus. Alas, focus. let's begin. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Uh, okay, hang on. Let me just close my door. Crying. <sighs> Come on then. <laughs> okay, no more doors, okay. <laughs>